Rahu laughing when something goes wrong. And I never understood it. I would go, oh, and I'd look inside and there's this great laughing face. I have to tell you. And I used to go, oh, and it is as if it loved making fun of me. It loved laughing. Hello and welcome back to the Timeline Astrology Podcast with myself, Gary O'Toole, and my guest today, Kishori. And we're talking about Rahu in Aquarius this time. Rahu in the sign that is on the outset or from the outside, seemingly dark and a bit twisted. Um, And Rahu, the beloved opponent, as Kishori refers to uh, Rahu, is all about twisting it again and turning it around for ourselves to see that actually this contracted state, this challenge, this block can also be a an opening. And conversely, of course, this progress and Aquarius is all about progress and it's all about invention and innovation that also has flip side. So we have to be mindful of that as well. So that comes into the conversation. And one of the analogies that we start off with this is this concept of snakes and ladders, that board game that you might be familiar with playing as a child. Snakes and ladders is very much tied in with Rahu and the nodes showing this kind of up and down in life. So she talks about that and the expansion that Rahu brings that can bring it too quickly, of course, and that it's more about having a gradual expansion that we can digest fully uh, as we shape shift through life. So I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. And without further ado, here's Kishori. I've always seen Rahu as, as the snakes and ladders. And what happens when mind, I'm not going to say you anymore because the you that we think we are, it's got, it's not even two halves, but it's two distinct uh, aspects that we experience in duality. There's the unlimited, ever-expanding love consciousness that we are, that can be nothing and everything. And then there's a, however expanded and aware we are, it's still within a limited, and apparently limited anyway, we have skin, a skin, an edge of the Noric field or a edge of the mind or a place where mind flips out because it gets too overwhelming and wow, we just go and we and we lose it because we can't we can't manage anymore and we go into what you might call it samadhi or you might call it unconsciousness. It doesn't matter. But mind will not our ordinary mind will not function in overwhelm. So it has to expand gradually. I mean, you can't suddenly make an acorn into an oak tree without going through the stages of, you know, and and the extra rings on a tree. And so it has to be expanded. But it seems to go in spurts. So we get and, and we get that sense of, of, oh, wow, the next the next thing. Oh, now we're on a roll. But you cannot ever stay on the same roll. Because we are constantly shape-shifting and that's what I that's part of the nature of love to ever ever expand always to ex, to fill the more the more the more and this Rahu in Aquarius remember you you mentioned it to me the other day and I went I looked inside and I went, oh wow it was like sitting in the Himalaya looking up at some huge clouds looking at the vastness of them suddenly the clouds lift and oh, my head goes back another 
oh, God, another 90 degrees up, right? And I see what the real height of the mountains is. And then I fall inside because I can't, I can't cope with it, or I, my mind can't cope with it. And I see that there is no limit. There is no limit. And I'm actually on the edge of experiencing the unlimited nature of what we are. This life that we put so much into building the, the, the next level of the business or the next level of learning or the next degree or the next client or whatever it is, whatever it is, it's, it's, we never get to a place because that role that we think we are on, if we're in the mind, it will be, the, the rug will be pulled. It has to be in like the, the ocean of waves. Beautiful little soft, gentle waves come because of sunshine, and then all of a sudden it's a tsunami. But whatever it is a little wave or a big wave, the wave is constantly breaking, and we cry and we contract because it's automatic. And then that level of contraction has to be surrendered to the heart field, what I call the heart field. I mean, it's only a name, it's a word. I mean, how can I how can I describe reality in a word? But Hartfield, it's good enough for now till something else happens. But it just it's constant, constant surrender, excitement, expansion to the next, and then <gasps> the wave breaks and we cry, or something cries. So a new car and another new car. And then, well, how many new cars am I going to buy? <laughs> Until I... <laughs> it's, it's so temporary. And we put so much into building a home here in this world. But we have to love it as if it is forever. And know that it isn't. So there's those, I mean, there are so many aspects. Let's look at the, at the, at the fragmented one, which is our parent identity here. I've been doing a, running a course at the moment on identity uh, on one of my groups. And we're on to identity uh, number four, because uh, I'm doing uh, a session every day this week on that. And, and, and we have to experiment with the tiniest little things which open up into more and more infinity. And you know what? It doesn't matter. There is no correct way. There isn't. It's whatever you fancy in the moment, whatever you love, as long as your mind stays rooted in the heart. And even if it looks like a, an unethical medical breakthrough or a, a, a crazy way to spend millions and millions of dollars going to Timbuktu in the moon or whatever it is, Mars, it doesn't matter. And it's going to seem more and more and more. So what you have to do is be aware. This is what the ancients used to say. Uh, subject referral rather than object referral. Now, that's a bit of a grand mouthful, but we can say it very quickly. Don't look at what's going on and go, oh, wow. But if it's not what you love, then you have to go back to your own unique, magnificent what you love, what you desire, and anchor in allowing and enjoying that. You can enjoy what everybody else is doing. And you can catch your breath at the proliferation, but there's only one place for your mind to rest, 
which is in the love in your own heart and whether it's a desire for a, a new pale green nail varnish or whether it's a, a new car <laughs> with a, <laughs> that works. It, it's some little thing. It's a little knack of what is my open sesame. And it's that, as I said before, it's the, the contraction that happens automatically, like a snail withdrawing its horns when it's touched or even imagine being touched, even, you know, sense in the auric field. It's, it's an automatic process. And the opus con, or, or, or nature, natural process, the opus contra naturum, the work against nature, the alchemy, this, this is what being the warrior is. We have to look at it all, feel it all through the senses and, and go back to the heart and check, is this what my heart loves? And learn the way of staying in that space. I, I was telling you before we started that, oh, many, many years ago, um, I, I did, I was checking within always, you know, looking. And whenever anything used to go wrong, like you lose a key or fall downstairs and break your leg or whatever it is, I go inside, there was this huge, big mouth, a bit, a bit like sometimes you see an Arahu mouth, open and laughing, it's dead off at me laughing and I would go what what <laughs> are you you're laughing because I've fallen downstairs but it would and I really it took me a long time to understand the 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 what we call it the divine laughter because it's all already done we do not have to make effort we don't have to struggle and when we find ourselves in our head, when we, how am I going to pay the mortgage next month? How am I? And someone, someone's bankrupted me. Or I don't. It's all nonsense. If you can surrender and practice instant, you know, you know when you get. I know I get suddenly a little stabbing pain in my body because it's a well-being, or I get my big toe hurts, or I stub my toe, or I I cut my finger. That is the moment. Not run and get the plaster or whatever. At the same time, you have to take it to the heart, however tiny it might be, because that's the moment of opportunity. That is the very moment of opportunity, the place outside space-time. I'm sorry I'm going on a bit, but I, I, I was just sitting making a few notes because I'd, I'd, I thought, oh, I've got to talk to Gary in a minute. Okay, and I have a look, and it is so excited, my inner tsunami, that so I wrote half a page while I was waiting for you, and and when it didn't come online immediately, I thought, here we go again. <laughs> Every single time you have to learn this knack or establish this knack of going to the place of the infinite laughter. When something goes wrong, doesn't mean you don't take appropriate action in this world. I mean, if the house is on fire, you you go out. But there is a state. There is a state. If you, not what I'm saying, not listening to me, but exploring the nature of what I'm saying inside. And if you train your mind in this habit of, like Jesus saying, turn the other cheek. I mean, if you look at all the sayings, say of Jesus or especially Jesus, because there's a lot of stuff in there that, that I don't know, I've listened to earlier, earlier times in my life 
and, and, and most priests haven't got a clue really what it's about. What I'm saying now is the union of opposites, the Alice in Wonderland, like in Kishori in Wonderland, Kishori in Crazyland. <laughs> what crazy line to the, land to the mind that there is a knack of finding the infinite it's like sacred the the in rahu one of the words is a sacred sacrilege he calls himself the sacred sacrilege and you go what does that mean if you look at it with the mind if you put your hand on your heart you can feel what it means but there is a moment of opportunity which is outside space time that when when someone is when the energy of consciousness if you like of the absolute is knocking on your door and you you drop aunt matilda's thousand pound sacred jobby whatever vase and you go oh that's the moment of opportunity it doesn't mean sit and do nothing it means at the same time at the very second you take it to the heart and go okay then show me come on what is it (laughs) You can be cross, you can do anything, but you have to go to that place where the block, and this is what I want you to tell me about this, this Badaka, all right? I'm going to ask you to tell me a bit more about mm. it in Sanskrit, because the block is blocking the way of the mind and finessing you down the narrower and narrower and narrower way to it no longer is a way but it's the infinite point when you slip automatically into the newness. So whatever the assumption is about all the stuff that's going on, whatever the opinion is, whatever that your point of view is, take it to the heart before we begin. So this is why Kishori's words, which is the main uh, newness of this book, it's all written, it's already. But the bit that bit, what I'm saying to you now is, every one morning I wake up and there, Paul, oh, I've got to rewrite this again. <laughs> so I, actually, I'm going to write this what I'm saying now and say, look, this is this is the temporary version. <laughs> but that's all I can do. Hmm. Anyway, it's never it, done. It's never done, right? It's the way. But, but if we think it is, we think, oh, right, um, when I've earned enough money to pay this or I've earned enough money to do, or, or when this has happened or when I get better or when... Yeah. It's never, ever, ever. But but the laughter has to come at the poor mind, poor mind. The poor mind. It's funny, actually, when you talk about that, because um, with my last car broken broken down, uh, a couple of weeks ago so I've gone through I was just should say because we were talking about this before we came on yes. uh, so I've gone through two cars in the last few months and I could actually relate that now to what we're going to talk about Rahu in Aquarius because in astrology we look at the signs in particular areas of an individual's blueprint yes so it's like I have Aquarius in a certain sign a place and you have it somewhere else. So we yes. like the doorway is different in for both of us. So for me, Aquarius is the fourth sign, fourth house. Yes. Call them houses, right? And the fourth house represents one one of the things it represents is the vehicle, the car you drive, the yes. comforts, the home, your mother, 
all of these things. Yes. And all of those things are really being impacted in a big way right now for me because of Rahu. Yes. Um, and one of those things is breaking down with the car again. And I literally, you're talking about like this inner, this inner laughter, this kind of big gaping mouth laughter of Rahu. I literally started laughing like inwardly and outwardly when the car broke down. I was like, oh, this is just unbelievable, you know? And it was just literally, well, luckily I had broken down at home. So I was literally driving into the driveway as it broke down. So I was like, okay, not so bad. Thanks for waiting to get me home. <laughs> yes, it's, it's yes, literally yes, like yes, that. Yes, it's find, find that little spark of gratitude, which you can energize. And in the middle of it, oh yeah, do you know what? I was talking to some uh, to a group, my group, um, uh, last night, and I was talking about um, the story of Babaji in the mountains in the Himalaya, with sitting around a fire with his disciples, and all of a sudden he reaches into the fire, he takes out a burning branch and burns one of the disciples on the shoulder, and all the disciples go, "Oh, Master, what are you doing?" He said, "Oh, you have no idea. He was about to die, and I've prevented it by doing it." Uh, it were like homeopathic, <laughs> homeopathic pain. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, no, that, that, yeah, I get you, I get you, because I do get a sense of, like, obviously, using the example of a car might be kind of almost like an obvious one, but it obviously is symbolic of other things that are going on for me, like breakthroughs as well than than I'm having in other ways. Yes, because you know? the fourth house is also the heart. Yes, of course. I know the fourth house very well. I've got a lot going on in my fourth house always. So I know it, although I don't know it your way. This is why you cannot ever follow anybody, really. You have to, you have, you can listen and you can take it to your heart and see how it resonates, what that person is seeing. But that lens is not your lens and your way is not my way and it never can be. On a gross level, when you're beginning the, 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 you know, to find something more than the external world, yes. But when you begin to explore a little bit in depth, you you see, I cannot follow anyone. And that was given to me, God, so many years ago. Um, I don't know, my upbringing made me feel I wanted to belong to something for many, many years. And I was tempted to join this and join that and some other organization or I'd find some particular guru it was amazing and and it would say to me always this is not for you in this lifetime I never understood when I was younger I mean it was like what I just want to belong somewhere no no I had to be turned away at all doors which were not the door beyond the blocks and so this is what I have been gifted with whatever it is that I comes through my mouth and my body now my mind this is my gift but I had to be turned away from who would be willing to be turned away from all from everything except your own path so this is the love affair of self with self and you have your own unique god divine your your true self the absolute that you are, and that's what I'm talking about. These two, these two ways of merging. So when you want to accomplish something or resolve something, even the fact that you've got um, uh, uh, this Rahu energy at the moment and the cars, there is a way. Once you recognise what the badika is, and I really want you to talk to me about that in a minute. Um, 
when you recognize it, go, ah, it's a Rahu moment. I've been talking for the last two months to my little groups about recognizing a Rahu moment and noticing the, the desire to contract mentally, emotionally, physically, whatever, and, and relax, 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 or intend to invite the relaxing if you cannot, because it's not a doing, it's always an allowing. And then that part of you, which is like like a Christ that raised the dead, or a you know, that is available. I remember got to be forty fifty years ago, and I was writing somebody said, "All the secrets of the masters are yours for the asking." And I go, "What all? Yes, they are all yours for the asking." And when I finish this and onto the other things, I've got the book of my early. Like channeling, it wasn't channeling because it, it, whatever, that voice was speaking with me when there used to be one. And it would talk to me like a child. And this has got to be, I don't know, 40 odd year, more years ago. And it would say, all the secrets of the masters are yours for the asking. And I just did not fully, my little mind couldn't comprehend what I was being told in those days. But when I look back now, it's the absolute truth, what I've been given and what, and as I surrender more and more, I am my infinite being. And that is the one that when you surrender any difficulty without trying to work it out, go straight to the heart and go, okay. And the answers come in that moment. It just makes me think about how, you know, you're talking about you were turned away from every door and you had to yes. be- you know, go alone in that sense, how that juxtaposed position also, because I know that too, is also the opening. Because if you're to go with the herd, go with the crowd and go yes. with tradition or whatever, whatever anyone says, yeah. that's yes. their path. That's a well-worn path that is safe in a way. Yes, uh, There's nothing safe about Rahu, right? Going it alone and figuring it out on your own and the contracted except states. Not, yeah, except that uh, they also, the aloneness is also an illusion because we are never we are never that lonely little personality that although it may seem to be that way at that moment is also demanding calling inviting that surrender to your magnificence your absolute unlimited magnificence and it's there all the time but to get beyond that 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 massive what you call a badaka when you talk to me about that I want you to, I want to hear some more. Well, it's simply Badaka Badaka is just literally the Sanskrit word for block. That, that's literally what it means. I mean, that's we get so many words from Sanskrit for in our English language, you know. So it's it's Rahu and the sign Aquarius, which it's said to rule in Indian astrology, is said to be the sign that is the block. And you don't often think about Aquarius as the block you think about it as progression but you actually mentioned it earlier very um very clearly about um unethical breakthroughs you know you yes no but to 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 think about it in terms of even just you know in practical terms and in terms of aquarius being like innovation of any kind anytime there's any kind of progress in science or whatever it might be there's always like ethical conundrums Yes, of course. Yeah. So that's, that's... yeah, because the, the absolute wants to be in duality. And how can the infinite be 
in duality. It, it's, it's expressed itself in this. I remember one of the other bits of writing in the early years. I am all, I am nothing and I'm everything and everything in between matter and antimatter. And I'm going, oh, yeah, imagine me, what, 40, 50 years ago, maybe. I'm receiving all this. And, I, and yet I always knew it from my knowing place, but my, that state that is unlimited. But my little mind and my, my rather neurotic conditioning didn't, didn't believe it or couldn't. I mean, it was curious. And it was lovely to go and sit and write and receive all this because it was the most blissful state. But to put the two together, it's been a lifetime. And it's not, we're nowhere near that. This world, this world is so precious because it's our, we're growing a garden and we are growing the seeds in the garden. And what is more than this? Well, exemplified by space and our journeys into space and, and tinkering around with genetic stuff and whatever it is that we are trying to play with it it's it it is only the basics we are here really it's like a little plot in allotment how precious it is because we are in a it's almost like i see myself in a greenhouse being grown for something you know mm, mm. that's an that's an interesting image you use there in terms of like being grown um, but I want to go back to what you're saying about um, the waves crashing, the contraction, yes. the kind of rising of the wave and the crashing back down and yes. the sort of contracted states and opening over and over again. It's like it's never done, right? No. And it, it, when, when it's done, you're dead, I guess, or you're it, never dead. You're not, you're not, you're not. I want to correct you there. No, you're I know. If, dead. You're not dead in terms of... The body is, is dead. Right, the body is dead, is what I'm saying. So yes. it's like in this plane of existence, we are constantly... It's interesting how we don't figure this out, though, on our own. And we, you know, may no, never figure it out. But we are figuring it. No, but what I'm saying is it's not something that people naturally sort of gear towards. It's like people, we all experience this rising and falling and crashing and going back into the, the, the ocean and then rising and yes. crashing, right? It's this constantly over and over again. And we don't seem to, not many people, let me say it that way, not many people seem to get a handle of it. And And the ones who do somehow do not seem to have the clarity to express to the little child minds. It's all great, wonderful. We sit there and we admire all the great sayings. And, and I, like Jesus says, I come back often now to those, although I, I, I mean, I love the Vedas and all the other spiritual writings and they're great. But Jesus says, unless a seed fall into the ground and die, it cannot bear fruit. But it's not dying and as as uh, was it Rumi or or Kabir says, you know, we have to die daily, little bits of ourselves falling away and dying, and 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 who you really are is never never ended. The loss of consciousness does not have to happen. It's I mean, interesting in terms of the the badaka, the block. Then and again, I'll use the example of my car breaking down. Yes. Um, and maybe the car breaking down because it's no longer mine. It's some some scrap heap somewhere now, right? So it's like that contracted state in that instance where I'm identifying as this is my car, right? Yes. 
you know, when you release that and you realize, well, I was driving this car for a while. Now I'm no longer driving this car, you know. Was it was it a brand new? No, it, no, wasn't. it wasn't brand new. It was okay, okay. I got very strongly now. Gary, lift your eyes. It says to me right now, don't think where is the money or where is the this or do I do I need it? It lift your sights higher. Mm. Now, what does that feel like? First of all, it feels great, but it's interesting how you're saying that because I, I do definitely think you're tapping into your, I, I always write down lots of notes before we even start recording and you, you get way ahead of me and I'm like, oh, I was going to ask you that and that and that. <laughs> <laughs> but then that's interesting because that's that's a thought that I've been having in my mind recently as well. I've been thinking about the gunas, you know, the, the three impulses yes, yes, and yes, thought, yes. right? And the different, even the way you, that you cast your gaze either upward in a sattvic kind of direction or yes. downward in tamas, in, in Rahu, in a way, being that kind of tamas urge, that downward pull. And and I, I was reading recently, or I think I watched a video of someone explaining how if you just sit and put your eyes upwards, how yes. it changes your, your mental state. Absolutely. Do you know what I play with? And I play with the Kala Yoga. It's a kind of description of the kind of yoga that I do. It's not all postures. But the eyes... I have about 100,000 directions and out the top of the, out of Brahma Randra, out of Shiva Randra, out of the left ear, out of the right, any kind of, and the inside of the skull of the cave. And it's, if you've spent about uh, an hour exploring the, the, the exit points or the, the points in the inside of your skull, which is the inside of your cave, it's a very different experience. I have a, a row along the occipital ridge, a row of eyes, I can look out of them all at once. <laughs> wow. I, this is just me playing. And I discovered by playing like this, wow, what an effect it has. So looking out the top, but not even at the top, you can look. You're, we are inside this skull, inside this cave, right? Or consciousness is, appears to be. And you experiment looking out of the, looking out of the, the back of the neck or looking out of, any of the points on the inside of the head, but on the inside, from the inside, moving out. And explain when you're playing next time, sitting in your yoga and see what it's like. Mm, wow, that's that's amazing. Uh, like, I, I'm i always speechless, really, but I'm, then I always have to pull it back and think that we're actually doing a podcast and we need to actually talk. We are, <laughs> we, we are. We are. Let's listen to the podcast. But it's still interesting. <laughs> it's still interesting, but it's kind of, I always feel like I have to, well, Thankfully, I I can listen back to these recordings when I edit them and put them out, and so I can I can listen to them. And how do, how do we know that somebody who's listening to this is not just waiting for that little clue? Oh, and sits and looks out the top of their head or the side of the head or somewhere and goes, ah, oh, right, oh, and gets an amazing experience. How do we know? We don't know. No, might be just one person. Right. Who knows? Anyway, I, I'm not. I've not. I'm not got anything set up in my mind, so I will shut up. And you ask me what you want to know. Oh, please, don't, please don't, please don't let it flow. Because I, again, I think you just like when you, when you flow like that with it, you just channel. Well, whatever word you want to use, it just flows through you, and you literally just um, preempt all of the things yeah. I was going to ask you about. I want to go back to the snakes and ladders. Yes, because that's that's a great way of thinking about um rahu in terms of 
oh, you're, you're, you're rising, you're in life, you're getting ahead, you're getting ahead. Oh, then your car crashes or you're, you're getting, you're going up the corporate ladder and then you lose everything. You, 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 you're the stocks increase and then they crash. You had loads of money from Bitcoin and then it crashes this constant up and down, right? Um, it's a good way of thinking about it because we're, we're used to playing that game or it might be where we were, we were used when to we're, it when we we're kids, right? Yeah. And, and it just is such a great tool. And actually I did a bit of research on it and the original actual board games as well, because they weren't just about like having a game. It was actually a, a game for life. You know, this, it, the snakes and ladders was actually, it came from India or in that region at least. And it's like, it taught the players that there are ups and downs in life. Yes. You know, and that it's, it's such an important analogy, but let me talk about Badaka maybe more and, and yes. Aquarius, because we are talking about Rahu in Aquarius. Yes. Um, Aquarius is the 11th sign of the Zodiac, the natural 11th sign and, or house. And that is called Badaka because now this bear with me now. Okay. <laughs> because the 11th house is the sixth from the sixth, which is itself interesting because the sixth is the enemy, quote unquote. Yeah. Right. There's no enemies. There's only our own inner demons, you might say. Right. But yeah. the sixth is the enemy, the perception of an enemy. And the sixth from the sixth is like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. The 11th is the friend. Right. But even thinking about it that way, the 11th, the sixth from the sixth, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. This also, I think, ties a lot in with Rahu because it's like this kind of enemy of my enemy. This notion of that this block comes, but it's doing your favor, right? The enemy comes in whatever form, but the enemy, the obstacle is the way yes. kind of thing, the, right? The, the, like the blocks, these blocks apparently finessing your path. So it gets narrower and narrower. So you actually end up being the treasure, discovering the treasure. But if you went down any of the other, opened any of the other little boxes on the, oh, like a like a board game, no, like a game on the, on the internet <laughs> if you go down anyone you'll find less but if you get to the very narrow way that is the the the, the, the finest of the fine but i said it that's the point so the blocks are as rahu says they are the beloved opponent he calls himself i'm the beloved opponent i mean just putting those two words together just huh <laughs> what can you do but but smile Mm. So your car's falling to pieces or not working, whatever. It's obvious that you're being let's look at let's look at these two aspects that are in love with each other, or at least the little one is not in love, it would love to be, but it is. But the absolute is in love with these little these little ant-like creations or these fabulous jewels which are little rainbows of flesh and blood that we call human beings. And 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 and, and they are they, they are merging, they're moving together. At the moment, the intensity that I experience anyway, and the, the speed, the roller coaster speed with which they are marrying, if you like, or merging or being in yoga, as long as you love and kiss the beast, like Beauty did, and let her heart open, she went, oh, oh, you poor imprisoned being. Oh, and he, she kissed him. And then she had the handsome prince and everything she could have possibly wished for, at least in the fairy tale anyway. And that's what we're doing all the time. So these badakas are really the beloved opponents. 
So that's why you have to relax and smile and go, oh, thank you. That wasn't my car. It was taken from me. So it obviously wasn't mine. Let's try this one. Oh, and that wasn't. It's like Goldilocks, you know? Mm. And ultimately, it dawns on our poor deluded brain that we have to stop thinking of how, stop thinking, well, I actually could do with another 20, 30,000 pounds and, and then I would buy a, I don't know, whatever, your dream. What's your dream? Tell me what your dream car would be. Brand oh, new. I actually don't even know because I don't really, I have, I'm not really into cars, which maybe says a no, lot. your little boy. I would like an electric car. Yeah, like whatever it is, your inner child who may not be the one that's operating all the time, but there is a, a, a childlike self that goes, oh, oh. If I, all I have to do today is choose my favorite car, the favorite color, the favorite. What would I what would I buy out of everything? Or would I imagine something new? Because the conscious personality, the one that's speaking to me even now, is not the whole of Gary. I love it when you 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 go oh yeah and you laugh and the, and that little the little playful more playful than you already are, but it wants it wants. It wants the best, the one that it would love if there was money was no object. It doesn't mean you go out now and order one and and, and, and put a check from a non-existent fund. It doesn't matter. But if you just go inside and get the habit of saying yes, that's how a Christ could raise the dead. Because he was in yoga, merged, married, the, the, the conscious expression and the infinite, what he called the father, that's a lot of Christ stuff today, isn't it? But never mind. It, it's the same whether it's Badaka or Christ. And but they they are united. And unless we practice taking every little tiny cut finger, you know, burnt toast or whatever it is to the heart, and choosing and and restoring it to its ah oh, the absolute bliss, the tiniest little thing, we we don't practice it. We practice it when we get up against it. Let's say we've got made bankrupt or something, and then we might sit and pray or whatever. But that's not, that's, that's, you're not practiced enough to do it just from a standing start. You have to be, you have to be in a role already. I was just wondering as well now about, because when you think about something that's like an object that you're using, like a car, but if we think instead about a person, a person yes. who, when you have that opening, that first contracted state and in that relationship, it's so obviously contracted. You you almost like, you know, pull that out of them. That yes. That's in yourself. But then when you crack it open, then it they change in front of your eyes. Of course, because they're not them, they're you, aren't they? Right, right. Me. Oh. And I'm having those experiences at the moment. And again, I could relate it to my chart if we relate the fourth house. Yes to my mother but she herself is having personal revelations and breakthroughs and so I'm watching that and so it's all like fascinating to watch all of this right yeah that's what I was saying when we started speaking and I'm saying it's such a roller coaster it's going at a speed of quantum leaps every second every breath almost and this is. is what this is what I want to talk about more, especially because when you talked earlier about, you know, the, sort of the edge of the mind and how we have to expand gradually and it how, how it comes in spurts. I mean, that is absolutely my experience of Rahu. Of course, it's all of our experience of Rahu. But 
it makes so much sense now to me that when we expand too quickly, we're just not able for it. Like you looking up at the the Himalayas and the, the vastness of it, it's just, you could just couldn't take it in, and or looking down at a chasm, mm. like mm. a sinkhole, you know, whatever it is is going on. I'm just mm. obviously using those as analogies, right? But mm. like that inability to sort of assimilate it all. And that undigested stuff that's left hanging around because you just you just progress too quickly, too soon. That's also Aquarius. That's also the block, the badaka. Yes, yes. It's the block afterwards. It's like it's almost like an undigested thing. And that's why I think it's really important to look at this from a bigger perspective as well. And the ethical considerations about progressing, like coming up with advancements in technology or advancements in medicine for example. And you don't know the effect it has long-term. You don't know the effect that technology has long-term and we won't know it until much later. I'm, I'm just listening to you and remembering that the, the, there's one solution to all of this and it's the feeling. Uh, right, let's start off with the feeling. So your feeling response to something that you hear about, that somebody is doing somewhere, some scientist, that is your point of of exploration right not thinking about it so much but taking that feeling that is confused or distressed or angry or powerless feels powerless doesn't matter if we get in the habit of the moment we have any kind of emotion whatever it is of taking it especially that emotion that we <gasps> it takes our breath away we can't integrate it going taking that to the heart field which is important to have a little, even five-minute daily practice of exploring or regular, because then you have some knowledge of the of the of that state. It will start immediately to unpick or unravel or release, like coal mining, the 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 energy from that emotion. All emotion, all emotional response, all contraction, any or 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 even enthusiasm, to take it to the heart, so that it becomes balanced and clear and available to the individual that you are. But so often in that moment of of, of uh, rage, resistance, anger, um, sorrow, confusion, we stay in that state. But those states are gifts. They are amazing because they are huge, huge oil wells of power, of emotion but not in the state that we get it, the raw reaction. We take it straight to the heart immediately. You see, all all emotion of any kind is energy. But if you take it to a place where you you can change it into a... It's like trying to spend Bitcoin when you want to buy a newspaper. I mean, it's like you can't... Well, maybe they can. I don't know. I've never tried, but it just seems possible to me. But... To take any kind of, of, of reaction internal, any emotion that you feel, and it's always the feeling that is the the it's liquid currency. All right. Can I ask you about that? Because this is a yes. really important point in terms of Aquarius and technology advancements, yes, and yes, cryptocurrencies yes. and all of that, and how yes. it is quite a well something I've witnessed um, in life where. Older generations, it seems to be this kind of cliche thing where older generations talk about, oh, it wasn't like that in my day, right? 
And yeah. so in a way, Aquarius is about the future and progress in other ways, like cryptocurrencies or whatever it might be. I often used to think to myself, you know, and you see it in movies sometimes where someone is like, you know, in a coma for years and then they wake up in the future and it's like they're trying to <laughs> navigate their yeah. way around but- like the future. <laughs> I'm thinking like, you know, if we were just like projected into the future, like way off into the future, hundreds and thousands of years into the future where the technology is so advanced, how long it would take for us to, you know, uh, be able to live in that. Because when you think about the younger generation alive now, they're like literally like born ready. They're like plugged into technology. They, it do, they yeah. don't even have to adapt to it. It's like it's just there, right? But even so, my dear, within us somewhere, the infinite spark of that that newness, the childlike quality, can can do it. We 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 we. Send, I I used to look at this, the indigo child and the new the new newness, and think, oh, and my inner inner being would say. That is you. This is you are not your current form. Your current form is very temporary. Do you want to shape shift your form? Play with this. Go to the place of the newness all the time and let go. We, you, you have no idea. We have, we don't have any idea of how quickly we could, we could shape shift. I remember reading Carlos Castaneda, uh, when I was about 18. My father gave me a proof copy because he was uh, doing some publishing at that time of, of uh, Castaneda's work. And um, and Don Juan changed it to being, I don't know, a leopard or a panther or something. And I'm going, what? Is this fantasy? Is this science fiction? What is this? It's a novel. I really, really, at first time it was in my hand and I was reading it. Wow, what is it? But of course, since then, uh, uh, my mind has expanded an awful lot more. And I know that, that we don't know what we don't know. So we have to stay at the doorway of the of the, the apparent blocks and go, okay, show me the more. Let me see. I'm open. And if we contract and make assumptions and judgments, remember in, Jesus saying, judge not, lest you be judged. He's not telling you a moral thing. It's not, it's not some moral code. But he's saying, you don't know what you're looking at. You don't know yet, but but it's still there. So yes, the children are all born ready, but we also can be ready if we choose inside because the children are not separate from us, from the, the, the adults that we are or the apparent old people. Those are babies. Those little babies are our being, the infinite aspect of us that is unlimited that we can if we train our mind to go to the heart always it can access it that is how a christ could point his finger and say you know she's not dead the the, the child is sleeping and it doesn't matter whether it really happened or it 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 actually happened in in this timeline or in some imaginary it's irrelevant if you can imagine it Anything is possible. That's why all there is no fiction. Stories are not stories. They are our imagination. Science fiction is really worth reading. And if you if you if you read a science fiction author that is also playing in consciousness in the heart field, and they mostly are, because otherwise they couldn't imagine like that, then then it does something. You might as well read one of those as sit and listen to, I don't know, Muji or whoever. 
Well, <laughs> actually, science fiction, when you think about all the science fiction novels that have been written and all the movies that have been made, and you look at them and you think, wait a minute, like these things are beginning to happen. Of course, because there is, if you take that and write that down, there are, fiction is no, it's all, it's all potential. And when there is a, a response to something, then, then, uh, yeah, it's likely to come into form. Whatever you put your attention on, that is what you get. And all, if you read all the self-help and books and the right of how to do this, how to that. It's just where and how you place your attention. So I'm encouraging you, really, this big, strong, I get this from up in the left. It says, Gary, dream of a dream of your ideal car. I, I get what you're saying, but the, one of the things that, because you see, I've, I've practiced that in the past and I got very good at it. I remember once wishing for a house. I wanted the ideal house and it had to have such and such. And I needed to have a meditation room and like it had to have this and it had to be by the sea, but not too far from the city. And literally within a month, I, I moved into that exact house. Yes. Right? So I know how that works, yes. but there's another part of me that, so when you say to me, oh, Dreamer, what's your perfect car? There's a part of me that's like not interested at all, which is very telling. Right? I, I understand. I've done that too. But yes, go on. Right. Which is, I'm, I'm just saying it's telling in that, you know, I don't have that car sitting out in the driveway because I, there's, a, there's a part of me that, you know, the part of me that laughed when the car broke down. Right. That, that's, that's very yes. strong. That's stronger than the desire to have a flashy car. Right. No, um, no, but I what I see in myself, in my own fragmented psyche, is that there are parts of me and the, the me that's sitting here talking with you now really doesn't mind whether I'm living in as long as I've as long as I can get up and, you know, have a bath and, 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 and make some food. or so, It's OK. It doesn't matter. But there is a part of me while one person in the world would love to have something, I have to go yes to that desire. Doesn't mean that I might receive, maybe somebody else does, but when a thought comes into my mind, I don't identify only with this conscious personality that's talking with you. That's what I've been talking about all week with my group. This identity. What is your identity? There's lots of views and maybe there was a five-year-old somewhere that wanted something and wasn't satisfied. They are all, all impulses which go out, which are transmitted, have to be satisfied before the wholeness returns to source. And it has to. It's a boomerang. You know when you have an idea, but you sit on it and you keep sitting on it and you don't do anything about it. And it's like the universe is... is was going to express that idea through you, but then you just didn't do anything with it. You didn't follow that call or whatever it might be. And then someone else very soon after yes, comes out yes, with that yes, same thing. Yes, 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 yes. That's what you're saying, basically, isn't it? it? It's, it's, and sometimes it doesn't happen and it's waiting for you to go, yes. And you don't actually have to do anything, but you have to give permission inside and see it. it takes a second. So this is interesting in terms of when we talk about Rahu in Aquarius, because Aquarius is about society at large, is about everyone and all our individual and collective ambitions. All the gods and goddesses make up the whole. <laughs> mm -hmm. So by 
by blessing somebody else's desire, which because a lot of the desires that come through your mind, if you couldn't fulfill within this body every single one, but you can give permission, you can go, yes, yes, yes. Like 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 people turning up at the feet of a guru and saying, please, please, master, I would like a bag of gold because I want to buy my mother a house. Or And, and, and he goes, yes, 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 yes. Now, one of the other things I want to flag here um, is Rahu's ten. Rahu in astrology rules greed or represents greed. Greed, yes. Greed. So why we could say that the other side of that coin is I want, I want, I want, and not thinking about the consequences of getting whatever you want. So I'll use my example again. I, I had a car that was like, I wanted a new one. And I rushed into buying another car that was that the, so that the original car had problems, but I, so I wanted a new one, but I rushed into buying a car that had more problems. <laughs> so that's a good example of Rahu, like kind of thing. Yes, proliferating. Right. right. Yes. And the, the impulse in the beginning wasn't to get a car because I would love this car. It was to get, to get a car because this car has a problem. And then I ended up with a car with a, more of a problem. It, it, it's what's coming to me. I don't know what it's related, but the word desire, how it can be seen in two completely opposite ways, desire to get or desidere, some little impulse that that bundle of impulses that we all are as we incarnate. And we, we are just blessing all of these little little seeds that want to blossom that that were there from the beginning because we are a multiplicity of dreaming seeds. And I mean, one other thing I've learned is that a lot of the early dreams that I had, uh, my daughter or friends or people have, 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 uh, uh, have fulfilled them. Does it matter whether it's you? It's, it's a desire that of the being, the one that is moving to fulfillment and I suspect that there will have been, because there is none I've explored in myself, some little momentary impulse which was denied in this timeline. And, and we are here to experience allowing of complete satisfaction. Otherwise, you don't, it doesn't return to source. An energy which... Um, even a simple little desire for, I don't know, blue nail varnish or whatever, something simple, ridiculous, doesn't matter. And and if that is not ultimately fulfilled by me or another, it doesn't return to source, doesn't come to rest. And there are lots of little children in me, like like in uh, Cohen's song, there are children in the morning in, the, in Our Lady of the Harbour. They're leaning out for love. And they will lean that way forever unless we pay attention. And sometimes something does not have to be fulfilled. I mean, for example, let's say the rainforests all get chopped down. Well, at some point it's going to have some effect on the world on you. But the people in the rainforest, it's not not immediately personal to you. But the compassion that the Dalai Lama talks about is the time for compassion. It's compassion on every little desire that comes and there's no desire that is too small to be brought to rest because it's an energy source and that's the, the, the big bang, the fragmentation, if you like, and they have to be brought to rest. So 
I, I mean, whether or not there is a you that that would be the uh, the shadow of the heart, which is what greed is, the shadow, the, the desire to accumulate, to get the strategic, I'm reaching out to get something. That's one uh, interpretation of the word desire. There's the opposite of the allowing, desidere. It is a movement from the stars, from the unknown. And I am going to allow it to reach, to flow and return, because it can't return. It becomes like a ghost floating around. If you think of the analogy of ghosts that don't quite reach wherever they're going when they, it's because they're not, there's there's a stuckness. That is so important. I just need to take a minute. (laughs) I mean, like the, in the, in terms of the concept of Rahu and Badaka and blocks and, and desire and, you know, reframing it like that is so important because this reaching out and grasping and holding on for dear life to whatever it is. That's what the opposite. That's the negative pole. Right. right. But that's, shadow. let's face it. That's most people's experience of Rahu. Yes. And so when you have the car breaking down, you desperately want another one because you don't have a car and you really need a car badly. Right. That's the grasping. Right. As opposed to the allowing. And that state, that state of not having a car, and it being very inconvenient, at the very least, it's an inconvenience not to be able to go and buy yourself a, I don't know, a pint of milk or whatever it is. It's, it's that the being, if you, if you imagine the being, the pure consciousness, wanting to come here and have a good time, come to play in this world. It's a very simplistic way of looking at it, but it wants to play. And there will be a little boy, a little tiny childlike seed that says, oh, I would have liked a car. It's very small sometimes because we put it, we put it in a cupboard and forget about it. But if there is a, a desire for a car and it's going wrong, I can bet your bottom dollar that somewhere in the vastness, the huge vastness of the of the the the, the, the collection of seeds, the garden that is Gary, that there would have been a desire to be able to just walk into anywhere and go, just like you would go and buy a, a pair of shoes. Oh, I need a car. I might need it for the next three months. After that, I'm going to learn to fly. So, okay. But it doesn't matter. Like Osho used to play the game of buying endless Rolls Royces or being gifted them. He was just playing because it was unimportant to him. They had 100 Rolls Royces sitting in there, whatever they were. You see? This is so important in terms of Aquarius. And if we talk about us moving into the age of Aquarius and how this seems to be this dichotomy and what you've just described, it's difference between this two different types of desire, because on the one hand, you have this progress happening all over the world. That's not really reported about, you know, on the news a lot about mm-hmm. like so much advancement in technology and medicine and so many different areas. Right. And yet, we're seeing so much of the other side, the desire of grasping and grabbing because of fear of lack. Mm-hmm. And the sort of, when you look at like spikes and then dips in the markets and things like that, you know, all those kinds of things are, it seems to be all the shadow side. We, we are here to, to create expression because all of this whole world is expression of the infinite love that is, that's all there is. And uh, anyone that's, that's explored anything to do with it, with, with what well, you might call it spirituality, I'm not very really keen on the word, but there you are, will know that it is all about gratitude, expression. And, 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 and when we go no to any little thought, 
It's like denying a child seed. And we, we, we it, it's, it's a koan because we can't, we can't, we can't bless every single seed. It's an impossibility. But the, the absolute does. That's why there are infinite different alternate realities that we haven't chosen. Now, in the reality, the timeline that you've chosen, you've chosen to desire a car because you want to be able to get around and whatever, and you've chosen the best that you thought would be right for you for this moment. Instead of going to the absolute unlimited source of all and going, okay, I surrender to be gifted with the most beautiful, unimaginable, what Jesus talks about when he says it's not about Jesus today, isn't it? About um about about I have not seen nor ear heard. And it's down to the tiniest little plant. You look, I was sitting in my garden, I just bought some new new plants, and and I was sitting opposite the buddleia, which is all died off, and I, I looked at the teeniest little tiny colours and those little teeny florets, and and I'm kind of wow. That little tiny one or two that I was able to look at and appreciate, I couldn't look at them all, but I could look at that one. And it's in the detail, the tiniest little detail, that the magic happens. And you, the conscious you, does not need a fancy car. Of course you don't. And the main thing that you're interested in is what we're talking about today, the research, the living of this way, the the newness, the... But all of those little seeds are there. And if they come across your, walk in front of your cave, you're the guru sitting in the mouth of your cave. And you could guess, yes, my child, you shall have it. And maybe it's somebody else that has this beautiful electric car that you're picking up the desire for or, or you're sensing on the edge. But it, it, it behooves us to say yes. From the heart. Because any restriction causes a damning up. That's where we terrorists come from. We create terrorists within ourselves when we do not allow. And we don't know how because we're, we're, we're kind of uh, unevolved, very, very little. We don't know how to allow. But what actually comes and stands in front of our cave uh, twice on with you, a car breaks down. You go, oh, because I'm not. I, I my being, the 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 deeper me, the 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 unlimited me, wants my little Gary to have the experience, even for uh, an hour, a week, a month, a year. Who knows? Of deserving, of 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 sampling the 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 wonder of a brand new, amazing. Newness, and we're in Aquarius, so and you have got stuff with Rahul and Aquarius. So obviously, to examine this and go, well, maybe my my true being desires me to just say yes and see what happens, not having to work at it and do like you described before. Yes, I've done that way as well, but there's another way when you notice a little. Oh, I want I want to allow it to be easy because that's what it loves. It loves it to be easy. It loves the let go because in the in the holding on or the restriction, we create what we name as ego. It's not that ego doesn't really exist, but we create a a, a, a kind of I'm just watching this contraction, this kind of conge- congealing of the free flowing energy. 
when I think about the things in my life that I have had or when I want something, but do I want it? And really what I sense more than anything is that there's a part of me, quote unquote, that beyond the mind that knows it's already happened, like you said, right? So it's like, if I don't get into that space of wanting something, of desiring something, it's because on some level, I know that isn't the case. That isn't, that isn't what is. So everything that's ever will happen has happened. And it's like, I know that on some level that everything is, nothing happens really. And so nothing's ever happening, but the mind gets into a loop of that. And that when I align with that, anytime I have aligned with that in the past, that's when I get the perfect house or whatever it is, because I've just aligned with what is already. So in other words, what I'm trying to say is that when I imagine something or allow something to be in my life, I feel like instead of me putting it out there, even it's me just getting in alignment with what is already happening. Well, exactly. But what beings, uh, or it, when it used to speak with me, it would be, would be saying something like, make it easy, my child, make it easy. This is the early days when it spoke to me as my child, make it easy for yourself and for all those to whom you give your heart. And as I'm being shown to give my heart to anybody that stands in front of my cave in, in, in experience and, and, and the, the rest of the world in general, but what stands in front of me, and I, I feel it, sometimes words come through my mind, which have got nothing to do with me, apparently, but I just go, okay, yes. And it's like someone ask, someone saying, allow this, allow this, allow this. But if you don't want it for yourself because it's an accumulation and you don't want Gary to have this, his car, well, or whatever it is, then someone else. Mm. It will be experienced. If we give permission, it will be experienced by somebody. Yeah, because I always like to, you know, when I see other people enjoying things, I I enjoy it through them. Yes, of course. Wonderful. But this is this is what I'm thinking about this in Aquarius and the age of Aquarius and advancement. And anyway, I, I kind of I'm thinking about how wouldn't it be, you know, because with technology, you know, about to take this massive spike and how that is going to progress. Like this is the real technology, though. This I mean, this would be the the ideal society that if everybody was in this way inclined, you know, and open to you know, having this awareness of being the, the wave in the ocean and crashing back down and all doing it together and all everybody's everybody's getting their peace. And and when when you take them as cells of your body, when you kind of go, okay, I don't understand how logically, but and I give permission to every desire. Because sometimes any fleeting, it's a little little a little ripple on the edge of the ocean. It's nothing important. But in a in the presence, of, you know, has been in presence of beings like, like I don't know, like Ramana or what, and and it just happens. And in your own life, more and more, the more you go to your own state of the infinite, the one that is the other, the other, well, it's not personality, the other aspect that is not available that we don't know. Then, then the more things just happen easily. And then when we have the habit of, of allowing it within what appears to be my, my remit of my life, my friends, my people I know, that is how we are going to resolve oh, well, the world itself. 
is being resolved. Uh, having said that, I'm, I'm aware that I'm watching the, the polarization of those ones who choose to allow it to be easy and the ones who want to struggle. I'm watch- I was told years ago that the world would split in two. I mean, one of these, when the new age 50 years ago or whatever it was, talking about it, I go, what, what? But it, it, it's, it's like that. I don't understand it completely, but I'm watching that everything is from my imagination. Everything is through this, the mouth of my cave, so to speak. And what I allow, or what I, I, I become aware of and allow and bless, let's call it the word bless, you know, uh, then, then, then I, we bring satisfaction and peace and order and less terrorists within me, less, less shadow is projected. And terrorists are only those ones who have not yet been satisfied and they want to create uh, confusion and disorder and claim by, by fighting, for example. So, you know, so, so you see what, I, what I'm, what I'm saying. It's like, just just simply allowing. And the words that come through my mind occasionally are bits of the cross wires of the telegraph wires of the infinite mind. I go, oh, all right, somebody somewhere wants that. Some some dreamer of making an electric car. And you know, ultimately it's freedom. It's the it's those four the four yogic flowers that I speak about. You know this, the, the, your dharma, your your own individualized purpose in being here, fulfilling that. And there's the arta, all the beautiful things, like like you arrange a beautiful uh, flower in your in your room, or you know candles and lovely little tiny things, delicately placed because there's that sense of beauty and elegance. So your your arta, all the good things, like a car, so you can actually get to the shops quickly and not have to trek there and waste an hour of your time when you would be doing something more whatever. Anyway, and, and then and then there's the 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 kama, your pleasure, the kama. And we are here for pleasure, delight. You can call it love. But love in expression is it's pleasure. It's like ah and if you were giving your beloved anything and it wanted the your beloved wanted an electric car you'd, and you were in love with your being uh, fully which you are already but more you would do heaven move heaven earth to bring an electric car to to place at the feet of your beloved and then and then the the, the final thing the the moksha the liberation the freedom so ultimately all of these things that we're talking about the arta the objects are expressions of our of our freedom our love and gifting someone with an electric car might well be the most magical thing. I tell you what's coming to my mind. I must tell you this because you've got to ask me something else in a minute. Is that I was a, a very devout Catholic girl, and because that was the only way I could find anything beautiful in my life at that time. And I just was coming back on from benediction, looking at the sacred host on the altar, maybe fourteen full of the, those feelings of the incense and the lights and the chanting and the, the host and the monstrous and this beautiful gold thing. And I'm coming back yet upstairs uh, to sit on the on a, the left-hand side of a, of a red Leicester bus. And all of a sudden, the bus seat in front of me, the Rexine, disappeared. And I knew beyond any shadow of a doubt that this was exactly the same reverence as 
the host on the altar that I was full of those love feelings for whatever you believe about Catholicism or sacred bread, doesn't matter. My feeling was what's important. And I revered that. And I touched this red sea. <gasps> and then I went around touching the leaves and feeling my feet on the pavement. I went to sleep stroking the sheets of my bed. I went out of my body. I mean, that went on for quite a long time, that period. And it's like, if a thought, a desire that comes at somebody somewhere might like an electric car, because that's what the instant response when I was thinking, maybe say Lamborghini or something like that. But you said, no, electric car. And I went, oh, somewhere within your remit, somebody, if not you, or some little child, some two-year-old, five-year-old, would love to see it because it's a symbol of the freedom to move, etc. Mm. Anyway, for having gone on about that. I, no, I just, I just love, I just love that sense. I'm just sitting here, just like obviously lapping it up here, but I'm, I'm just almost thinking about, you know, how there's like these, like, you know, the old phone uh, lines that, you know, you'd have the operators and you just yeah, yeah, plug yeah. into different lines and kind of think, yeah, I'm yeah. thinking of that kind of thing where it's like, you can just plug into whatever you want and there's the signals are constantly going on. <laughs> But that's the way, and you know it because you've experienced it. And I wouldn't be talking about it at all if I didn't know. I could feel inside you. I mean, in whatever appears to be Gary, <laughs> the outer, the outer thing. And and I know that you know this. But and I also know that I know this, and I also know that I am blocking it. This is the Rahul. And now I can give you the astrology of it and all of that. And we talked about this before that I'm at yeah. the very tail end of this 18 year period of Rahu in my life. And it's like this last push. And I'm, there's a part of me that's really enjoying it, but there's a part of me that's really sort of like, oof, just want to get this out of my system, you know? And this, and this is the interesting thing because although I've, I've been curious about astrology, I know that I am completely and, and, and studied it and might well have gone on to do astrology if I, but I know that the way of the heart, the simplicity, although it doesn't look like anything very much, it's far, far more than any astrological configuration. I know. Mm -hmm. And I've no, because like you say, that's just the map. It's not the terrain. It's just yes, the signal, yes. the signpost. Yes. Mm. Yes. So, so, we are here in this 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 setup here, this this construct, this whatever it is that we're in, in the, the movie. We're working this movie, and and yet we know also when you go to your heart that you you are not of this. You you don't originate here. You are the, the that infinite space presence, whatever, and we're here to to play that game, the hide and seek game, and that's why it's so delightful. Especially when you're gifted with something and you go, oh, oh, wow, how did you know that's what I really, really wanted? Well, of course it knows because we are the one that's doing the, uh, it, it, it's, it's that game, the koan. You know, it's like when you have a, this is really um, like Aquarius, the, the sign all yeah. over. When there's a problem, when there's a block, the badaga, there, then there, the block suggests, the breakdown suggests there is going to be a breakthrough. And if you have a breakthrough, it suggests that you had a block. Exactly. <laughs> and it's all the same. So 
if we go to the space of going back to looking at this face, I can't, I used to get so cross with this face, laughing at my misfortune. I used to believe. And then I, I, it took such a long time to really understand, really get it. That, that it's, it's rather tenderly laughing at my, 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 my childhood belief, maybe that money came out of holes in the wall. I don't think we had them when I was little, but, but you know, children do believe that money comes from holes in the wall. And, and, and yet it's true. It's actually true. Mm. Everything comes from that. No, no, nothing, no place, no, uh, you know. And the more we, we just even contemplate that, that which spaces the mind out completely, the more the one, the infinite one, knows that you're interested and gives you more of those experiences. That's why they say just sit and meditate. But not meditate because you have to, because it's your duty, because it does you good. It's because, wow, my open sesame to everything. It's like when you do, when you don't meditate for some time and then you do, it's like building up this kind of, contracted state for so long it's like that release is so and i know i do that over and over again i know i do that in my life in general i know i'm enjoying this part of it this kind of the car breaking down the whatever not working that this that this happening that is happening that's your game that's a game i know it's really and it's all a game that's why i can laugh at it but i know i'm doing it i'm orchestrating it on some level so so we, we go back to Aquarius and all that's happening, the chaos and this. We don't need, we don't need to describe what's going on because it's all a big mishmash. And, and every time you get a feeling about it, a thought will take you to a feeling and it will take you beyond the, to the contraction and it's your feeling. You take that to the heart field that you've practiced on little moments during the day, even just simply putting your hand there, not even sitting for hours meditating and, and watch the feeling begin to turn into flow. Because when we haven't got flow is when, you know, that's when it gets tight and uncomfortable. And then, and I think, oh dear, I haven't done any Qigong for two days because of this, that thing. Oh my God, need, need to pay attention. But when we do simply take it there, look how quickly it resolves. It's like the prodigal son, isn't it? Endless prodigal sons over and over and over again. But it's a game. Mm. I, I just love that um, that sense. And I think it's so important to talk about in terms of the Aquarius and the Aquarian age and all of that, because yes. there are the blocks. There are the obvious things we can see that are happening. But then there are also things that are just, absolutely opening up in amazing ways and and it's the it's training people more and more to look at that place that 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 state that enables flow in your life enables flow because that flow is what we all we all love at that speed of movement and the, the smoothness and and This is what needs to be taught in schools. If we have schools, it needs to be the parents. Everybody needs to know that there is a magic button in your heart. If you press that, put your hand there and sit quietly and maybe look at the bees picking the pollen and just sit quietly, then the flow is enabled. And we want want balance so we don't get quite great... Uh, restrictions and great famines and great, great, great loneliness, 
but something smooth, like an English summer's day, you know, smooth. And to just to, to say about that, and having met so many people over the last 18 years, being in a Rahu cycle, attracting that into my life where people who have had a lot of contraction in their lives and knowing now, maybe starting off the journey, thinking that this is wrong. I now realize, I've come to realize that actually, no, this is the, this is the way. It's it. That's the way. And when you go back to the I in here and you move into self-referral, what would my heart, what would my inner heart, fairy godmother, absolute unlimited source that I also am, what would that gift little me with now? My, my, I'm sitting there crying at my 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 mother or my father's knee, and I'm what 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 what? And of course, that compassion that, that Dalai Lama talks about—compassion for yourself, or and your vaster self. If 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 big Gary like doesn't really want grown-up Gary doesn't want a, a car. Maybe you maybe what you really want in your heart is to be able to fly or to teleport. I mean, who knows? But we could laugh and say, well, in the meantime, until I know how to envisage teleporting, then I'll, I'll have a car. An electric car might be might be more fun than a diesel for the moment or whatever. But well, as- actually, maybe a camper van would be something I would like. <laughs> there you are then. So that I could actually move around in comfort. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And would be nice to take your home with you like a snail with its yeah. home on its back. Mm-hmm. But the thing to do is when, and I say it's everybody, when it's a, 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 a apparent disaster, whether it's a broken glass or a, a major, major disaster, you take it to the heart in the moment, even before you start doing anything. I mean, as I say, use your common sense. If the house is burning, then you run out and you can still take it to the heart. But it's at that moment, that is where the little crack in the manifest world comes. That's what my being told me long before I really understood. said, your destiny is to slip through the cracks in this manifest world. I mean, I wrote all this down, of course. I didn't know what that meant. And now I asked, what did it mean to me in those days? I'm sure I, Leonard Cohen meant the same when he when he said that, when he wrote that line, there's a crack. Like in with that, which, which one? There's a crack in everything. Oh, the, yes. The yes, that's where the light gets in. Yes. Yes, I'm sure he did. That's where it gets in. But if you look at it as a something like like the like the Atiti, you know, the unwelcome guest. There's a rotten, smelly, leprous beggar outside my door, you know, send him on his way. Or come in, Lord Krishna, take a seat that's been prepared for you. Here's a nice clean robe for you and here's some lovely dinner. And all of a sudden there's no longer a an unwanted beggar who's who might even be a terrorist in disguise, but there's Lord Krishna. Or whatever. The or beloved opponent. Hmm? I just I, I'm 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 just thinking the beloved opponent. I think it's yes. for me the phrase that I'm gonna take away. The today. beloved what? opponent. Yes. Beloved and, opponent. And, and 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 you can say Gary in Crazy Land. Yeah. Alice, get out. I mean, she knows she just the doors became big and small and keys were presented. And I mean, it's an uh, Alice in Wonderland and Alistair looking back. They are amazing, amazing, amazing um, books or ideas, concepts. 
and there is no fiction. Remember that as well. <clears throat> so even when you might go, I don't need an electric car. I don't need a car at all. I don't need anything. Of course you don't. The unlimited you knows how to teleport. Just goes bingo. And there you are and sitting on the beach in Hawaii <laughs> doing nothing and swanning. Mm. And then all of the people that want astrology readings because you love that as well so you wouldn't want to do that they come and sit at your feet and you don't even need books because it's all in your mind and you just go oh yes my son you can have that and and so my imagination runs riot for you (laughs) (laughs) there you are anyway that's that that's the thing as well take away that if you have an emotional response whatever kind of emotion it is it is valuable whether it's anger or sorrow, or whatever, take it to the heart and watch it and experience it with practice, allowing unravel into flow for you. Any emotion of any kind in response to whatever is going on, you know, that's, that's, that's the way. Your eye, what you would love. Kishori, this has been um amazing as usual i didn't expect this conversation to go this way well i never know what to expect really i know it's always going to open my mind and my heart and um i just thought we were going to talk about a lot of aquarius type things that most people would label as really challenging and you know dark maybe even um we've all got the open sesame all the time under our noses everybody without exception and you don't notice it so if you want to ask one thing is show me my open sesame state and and allow. So we're here to learn how to allow that because there's something so much more expanded than this, this little story world that we're living in. My sense is that the threshold between this state of being in a body and the other states, the other dimensions, they are dissolving and then we will be able at will to go to sit down and have a cup of tea with ones who don't have the body i mean i'm being a bit facetious there but um, well no it is happening the thing is i mean in terms of technology and that kind of advancement we're literally seeing how the metaverse is going to be literally like you're going to be able to walk into a room with someone on the other side of the world who maybe isn't embodied like you know who maybe isn't a consciousness some way uploaded somewhere yeah you know so it's like that is that is happening happening it's all happening and it's happening because the the dreams of those who are letting it happen are are popping they're just coming oh well this little flower is blossoming in in the desert and this little one and and we all are each one of us uh an absolute um forest and a universe of seeds but not out there in everybody else's designs and ideas you can look at them, go wow, and then say, "Okay, where's mine? Where's my forest?" Hmm. And That's see- the key thing, isn't it? Though with Aquarius being about the forest, the network, the you know society, but then the individual within that as well, the, and your your bit, you know. Yes, yes, your your um, Indra's net, you know, those nexus points, and you are one of those. Wow, and it flowers, and you know what. There's no rush because there's no time. There's no past. There's no future. There is this endless sort of library of, of, ex- of experience and expression. And it's, it's forever. So there's no regret. Regret is another emotion you take to the heart and say, okay, show me what, what. And you go, 
okay, I'll allow. So that's what I'm saying about you're going, I don't need an electric car. Of course you don't need an electric car. But somewhere there is a thought. And maybe there's something else will come. Maybe you'll be gifted the ability to just teleport down to the grocers or wherever it is you want to go. <laughs> Soon. Soon. <laughs> hand on heart. And I'm thinking hand on heart and maybe just say open sesame. Yes. <laughs> so thank you to Kishori for coming on the podcast again. It's been a pleasure as always. I hope you enjoyed it and thank you for listening to this all the way through to the end. If you'd like to continue this conversation with Kishori, you can find her online. You can get her website, magicmakeover.com. That's magic with a K-M-A-G-I-C-K hyphen makeover.com. She also has a Facebook group. You might have heard uh, mentioned in that conversation about a group she runs online. So you can go to Facebook and the Magic Makeover page. And my own website here is timelineastrology.com or you can find me on patreon.com forward slash timelineastrology. I have patrons who support my work with just $5 a month. You can get access to daily as well as monthly reports and forecasts and sign-based forecasts for your sign. So have a look. It's patreon.com forward slash timelineastrology. Okay, thanks so much again for listening and until next time.